Yes, here we are. We're doing it. Thanks, <laughs> it is us. Hillary. It's not going to be a repeat. It's going to be worse. That's all. Uh, I remember going back to like 2000, uh, I want to say it was 2016, the first time I said, oh gosh, I hope it's not 2015. And every year since I've said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's Crazy. just like, oh gosh, that's the worst. I, I, uh, the, I guess 2020 does stand out as... Pretty bad year. Yeah, that one. It's hard to top that. That yeah. was really. Yeah. I think about think about just 2020. You had COVID. Mm-hmm. Then you had the George Floyd stuff. Seconds. Oh. Then yeah. you had the election. And the and the rioting and, and the between. rioting. Yeah. yeah. Well, the George Floyd stuff. I was. Yeah. Okay. Into, that, you the, were including the, in, the rioting. The then. incident mm-hmm. to the riots. Yeah. Right. And I mean, and and multiple other riots. And you know, it wasn't just George Floyd. Every time an African American would be shot for any reason, we would be wielding a knife. There were riots afterward. Yep. Uh, and then uh, you had the election, and then all that aftermath that leads up to January sixth and uh, of twenty twenty one. That that that's a bad period. That's, that's a, a crap bad stretch. Year. Yeah, that, that's one to delete. Yeah, that's one. Uh, that's you know, that's like uh, the Godfather three of years. <laughs> you just you don't you didn't need it. Uh, it's Pat and Stu for Glenn coming up. today 888-727-BECK if you'd like to get in touch with us we're going to talk about uh, this big story of this high profile congressman <laughs> George Santos man oh. how many times have we talked about George Santos yeah i mean if we had a nickel for every time well, I know before before we left for Christmas vacation, we described 2023 as the beginning of the Santos era. <laughs> right. And now... Man, little did we know. Little did we know. Uh, we'll get into that story. <laughs> I mean, it's earth-shattering. <laughs> uh, and a lot more coming up in 60 seconds. Pat and Stu... 888-727-BECK. Now, uh, we mentioned that uh, the big, gigantic George Santos story was on the way. Maybe we should explain even who George Santos is. You, you think there's someone out there who doesn't know about the Santos mania <laughs> that has been sweeping the country? As crazy it is as it is, I think there might be a few. Just uh, that's a, shocking. A, a to me. couple, I know. That's shocking I to me. Know. If you are not engaged enough in the news <laughs> to understand the vital importance of what George Santos has brought <laughs> to this nation, yeah, I know. You have to question your own existence. Yeah, you really do. At this point, I mean, how ignorant are you mm. if you haven't been paying attention to the entire life story? <laughs> 
of George Santos. And, and I, this is the real state of affairs on the George Santos story. Okay. I, for a living, work on elections and analyze elections on this program. Mm-hmm. I host another show, Studios America. Pat <laughs> hosts Pat Gray Unleashed, both on The Blaze. Mm-hmm. We talk about Congress, elections, all the time. Yeah. Congress people. I've all the time. Literally never heard of George Santos. <laughs> now <laughs> until this broke. Until this broke. Yeah. Now it, this is a person who apparently won a congressional seat in New York. Yeah, he now, lost look, the first time in 2020. Mm-hmm. He came back and tried again and won this time in 2022. So it's his first election victory ever. Ever. He uh, has been the focus of more reporting from the New York Times than literally any story in the t- the entire history of the newspaper. I've never seen them more obsessed with a story. They don't care at all what Hunter Biden did. No. They don't or care Joe Biden. at all what Joe Biden did. He's right. the current president of the United States. They don't care. They don't care at all. They but care about George Santos. Exaggerating a few elements of his life. Yeah. Like working in a bank or I don't <laughs> right. know. Seriously. It's like the man, he said he worked at Morgan. Uh, what was it? Uh, Is it Chase Morgan? Chase Morgan. Morgan I, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. It was one of the banks. Uh, Morgan Chase? I don't remember. <laughs> Uh, but this is what I mean. I don't know. But it's crazy. He, so he, it's, this is what they say. This story came out late December. His campaign biography amplified his storybook journey. He was a, a you know, he was his kid of son of immigrants and blah, 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 blah. He is the son of Brazilian immigrants. The first openly gay Republican to win a House seat as a non-incumbent. And it's like when you're stretching to it's like this is the first player to have three hits on a Tuesday night yeah. between the sixth and eighth innings. It's like, all right, like, OK, we're getting to a point where we're stretching the glass ceiling a tad here. Yeah. Um, but he was the first openly gay Republican hmm. to win a House seat. As a non-incumbent. So there's been other non-Republicans that have been openly gay. And other non-incumbents. And non-incumbents. Or incumbents. That were Republican, yeah. but this guy was the first <laughs> to win a House seat as a non-incumbent. By his account, he catapulted his, himself from a New York City public college to become a seasoned Wall Street financier and investor with a family-owned real estate portfolio of 13 properties and, Pat, mm-hmm. An animal rescue charity oh, that my. saved more than 2,500 <laughs> dogs and cats. <laughs> but a New York Times review of public documents and court filings from the United States and Brazil. They went down to Brazilian courtrooms and read, read Brazilian court documents to figure this stuff out. I mean, how ridiculous is it? <laughs> how much, I mean, how exaggerated was it? Did he not work at J.P. Morgan Chase okay. at all? It was uh, Citigroup and Goldman Sachs. Oh, okay, Goldman Sachs. That's He's, right. They were, on his, uh, they were on his resume. He said he worked there, and apparently he did not work he there, did not according work to there. the Times. Okay. Um, also, uh, what about the charity, the dogs and cats? <laughs> You know, I don't know the how the dog and cat one okay. came out. All right, we need to look into that. Yeah, and I'll go to Brazil if I have to. Now, do you, would you take that as he saved two thousand five hundred dogs and two thousand five hundred cats, or a combination of dogs and cats that made up the two thousand five hundred saved animals? How would you read? We that? We have to pin it down. I don't know. We're we're going to whichever know, one though. he whatever 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 one he meant. We could just say the opposite one was a lie. Yeah, that's how this works. 
um he he talked about uh you know his resume was a little bit um inflated uh, he said that he uh was managing a family f- a firm that was overblown he won by eight points in long on long island uh, that's where this district is and a lot of it has to do with the way the democratic party completely blew the I mean, really the reason why the republicans are in power right now as far as the house goes is because of the democratic party in new york who bro- broke the law when it came to redistricting yeah. and screwed up so badly that the courts uh, redrew the districts in a fair way because they went so far to try to scam uh, the electorate that it blew up in their faces in the courts. So they lost something like five seats that would have gone probably to Democrats in the, with the old map. Instead went to Republicans, one of those, George Santos. And really the reason why the Republicans control the House today, arguably, is this, are these New York seats. So, I mean, you could see why it's important and you can kind of see why the New York Times would want to take out George Santos because he's he's a, a part of a very small majority for Republicans. Mm-hmm. If you take out one of these people, you've taken out 20 percent of the majority. Right. Like there's yeah. only a five seat majority here. Right. If you can get all five, uh, you know, five people out. You might be able to switch the House. I mean, this is going to be a two year project for for the Democrats and the media. But like. They've acted as if this is the most important. They went yeah. to Brazil to see if, as a teenager, he committed a crime. <laughs> as a teenager. And meanwhile, Biden can lie about every aspect of his life and has. And the media couldn't care less. Uh, it's absolutely amazing. Biden has lied about his entire career. He claimed he earned multiple degrees. Nope. Uh, he claimed he was in the top of his class. Nope. He claimed he was offered a job at Boise Cascade as a lumberjack. Nope. He claimed he was a truck driver. Mm, no. Mm. He marched for civil rights. Uh, no. Mm. He was arrested with Nelson Mandela in South Africa. Mm, no. no. Uh, he visited a synagogue in Pittsburgh after a shooting there. Uh, no. no he he confronted a gang leader named corn pop uh n- no i think that one happened but that's just me <laughs> i don't have any evidence of it but that one i think happened traveled seventeen thousand miles with xi jinping uh no 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 he didn't Mm-mm. uh grew up in a puerto rican community uh, no while at the same time growing up in a black church uh no i mean on and on and on, Biden has told lies about his life and his resume, and they couldn't care less. They don't, they care, don't, at all. They don't care. But this is this is an absolute catastrophe. There have, they have armed guards waiting for him at the entrance of the Capitol building, so he can, or the uh, uh, so that he can't get into the the House of Representatives. Uh, I mean, it's they're really trying to stop him from being seated. Yeah. Oh, and it's incredible. Of course, this all has to do with this this very small majority, right? There's five seats there. Yeah, this is what they're going to try to do. They're going to they're going to do this. The scandal police are going to be out looking for everybody they can throw out of Congress, Mm -hmm. um, because if they can do this, they can get control and and wrestle it away from Republicans. But I've noticed you've just you've skipped over, you know, some of the big details of the Santos story. You know, for for example, you caught me. I guess 
in two, sorry in 2008 uh-huh when george santos a person none of us had ever heard about until like probably for most of the audience 10 minutes ago mm-hmm. when he was 19 he stole the checkbook of a man his mother was caring for according to brazilian court records uncovered by the times i, I just think about so the they were effort. looking for the checkbook when they went to uh, uh, apparently brazil yes Police and court records uh. show that Mr. Santos used the checkbook to make fraudulent purchases, including mm-hmm. a pair of shoes. <laughs> That's a direct quote from the New York Times. He bought a pair of shoes uh, with a stolen checkbook. Yes. I mean, should we consider throwing him in prison for the rest of his life? That's, yes. the, that's the question I ask yes. all of America today. I, I think what's interesting wow. about this is not this, you know, this George Santos part of it, because I, I have no reason to root for or against George Santos. I don't know anything about the guy. And, I, you know, look, if he if he embellished his resume, he shouldn't have done that. I mean, right. normally in, in normal circumstances, there's a chance maybe this guy would resign and maybe he will. They're really trying to get get him to just resign. That's what they're trying to do. Put so much pressure on him that he steps down. I got to believe the, the the Republicans behind the scenes there. A lot of them are saying publicly, yeah, so you should respond. Absolutely. He should resign. This was wrong behind the scenes. The majority is so small. I'm sure they don't want this to happen, but like I'm more amazed by just the effort. This is a, a news organization that has designated seemingly all of its resources over a month or two against this guy that no one had ever heard of Mm -hmm. and no one had any opinion on and no one seemed to even know existed up until a few weeks ago and the new york times and it's you know it's global reach and it's massive resources and all of this is going to prove to you that george santos at 19 years old stole a pair of shoes (laughs) It's just like, it's incomprehensible with all the other stuff going on. This is what they're spending their time on. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. It's fascinating and entertaining if it wasn't so serious. <laughs> it really would be funny. Yeah. It, it really would. Because if I, honestly, if we came in here today, if I told you right now, the George Santos story we just told you was a lie. We're just kidding. There isn't a congressman named George Santos. No one would know the difference. <laughs> no one would know. <laughs> Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More in one minute. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, there is one other aspect of this is mm. kind of interesting with the New York Times. I'm very disturbed by this, Pat. Why would the New York Times target the first openly gay Republican wow. to win as a non-incumbent? <laughs> Why? What a good question. Why, Pat? And there's only one answer: homophobia. homophobia. That's it. It's exactly what it is. There's the only the only mm-hmm. reason they would do this. Bigots. They're bigots. They mm-hmm. don't want Yep. They don't want gay people to have jobs. Especially jobs in Congress. I've never seen a more blatant example of it mm-hmm. than this with All, the New York Times smearing this uh, openly gay congressman. We all know that uh, gay people are not uh, properly represented within the republican party it should be 85 percent gay people that's <laughs> right. the only uh 
Yeah. In fact, only gay people should be allowed in and the Republican party. And the other 15% party. should be made up of trans. Trans. <laughs> Exactly. Right. exactly. Thank yeah. you for. Yeah. I thought that was. I didn't need. I think that needed to be said. That needed to be said. But I appreciate you just clarifying for anyone who might not know. Yeah, I felt it needed to. <laughs> no, it's good. Eighty-five mm-hmm. percent gay, fifteen percent trans. The makeup of our public. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it is interesting because they are the ones always saying there's no gay people that are Republicans. They found the one guy <laughs> who won as a non-incumbent <laughs> to target for this incredible investigation. To take this guy down, looking back to him as a teenager, to find out which shoes he stole, right? Like, we had a guy running our nuclear waste facility who was stealing luggage, apparently, at every airport in America. And they don't even mention they it. They don't care. They don't care They don't all. care. They don't mention it. It's not, it's not notable at all. It was just notable that that he cracked the glass ceiling of, having, of wearing high heels to work or something. <laughs> And we were supposed to care about that. Yeah. But here they target the one guy in the entire Republican Party who won as a non-incumbent. And they they find that person as the target of this investigation. It is incredible. I will say, if this came from a a right-wing institution and it was going after someone on the left who was the only X, Y, or Z in Congress oh, to win as a non-incumbent, I guarantee you that would be said that was the reason. The New York Times would write column after column after column that told <laughs> yeah. you that the reason why the Republicans were going after this person is because they were gay or trans or whatever the other 5,000 other genders or whatever group we're supposed to be talking about today. That's but, how it works. But as with blacks, who aren't really black if they're conservative, or if they vote, if they don't vote for Joe Biden, right? They they ain't black. Uh, I guess the same applies now to gay people. Uh, really aren't gay if if they're Republicans. So because I think it's interesting. I think you could make a case. The reason <laughs> George Santos is being targeted here is because they can't have they can't have this be the case. They can't have gay Republicans winning maybe persuading gay voters to come to the mm-hmm. Republican side, maybe showing, uh, you know, that not all Republicans are evil white people, uh, e- evil white males, evil white straight males, the worst combination of all attributes imaginable. <laughs> they can't have that. So maybe that is part of the reason he's being targeted. I mean, I, I don't think it's out of, the, <laughs> out of the question to say that it is, but still it's completely ridiculous that this has been the focus of the entire time you were on Christmas vacation, the entire time you were going to New Year's parties, the entire time you're watching bowl games, all of that time, the New York Times was talking about George Santos. Mm -hmm. Not George Soros. I mean, it's George Santos. It's an intense amount of coverage this guy is getting. It's, It's really outrageous. So your guess in the end, will he be, I mean, he'll be seated, but will he be forced out? That's interesting. I, the, the typical way Republicans do things is this guy folds and leaves. Yeah. Right? Like, yes, that is the way the Republican typical. Party has typically operated. They give yep. in. You know, they... And look, I, I don't have any affinity for... I, I, again, I don't even well, know who he I have no affinity for George Santos. If he did something really terrible, should he step down? I mean, you know, I look, I don't, I don't even know who he is. I don't know if he's done these things. I don't know. He's admitted to some of the embellishments of his resume. Um, but, like... You can't give in to these people. You yeah. can't give in to these people because it's never, 
even when you have a real apology, we've all done things we want to apologize for. We've all done things wrong in our lives that we think, ah, crap, I should have done that better. I should have handled that differently. But like, we are at a point in our society, in our culture, where that apology is not taken honestly. Mm -hmm. It's not taken as intended. It's just used as a, uh, as a weapon against you. But you compare this to Eric Swalwell sleeping with yeah. a Chinese spy for two years mm -hmm. and is still in, not just still in Congress, still on the Intelligence commu Committee. Yeah, they never give in. Uh, and you compare it to a guy who embellished his resume? Uh, okay. Wow. I mean, e aside from everything, is that even an offense worthy of stepping down from? I mean, I know yeah. he lied a little bit. He embellished his resume. Probably but, not. It's, it seems to me to be one of those things where, look, if apologize. the New York voters next time think it was a big deal, they'll throw him out. Right. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I know. Right. But that's That seems to me to be the level of this. Especially from mm -hmm. a guy that I've literally never heard of. <laughs> it's hard to get worked up about it, isn't it? It is. Very. 888-727-BET. The Glenn Beck Program. Doing our best to protect free speech and truth from constant attack. More Glenn Beck after the break. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn, 888-727-BECK. Unbelievable how fast vacation went. Yeah. It just seems like it just started. Now here we are, right back. Right back again. Although I'm very excited to be back. Very excited, very. of course. Mm -hmm. Of course. But yes, it goes very quickly. There's a lot going on during that two-week period. You've yeah. got the Christmas oh. stuff, which... Parties and parent of two smaller kids you've got a lot of stuff going on there's a lot mm -hmm. of festivals a lot of light seeing a lot of everything and yeah. then you have christmas and you have the aftermath and the new you're flowing to new year's and you know you got to gain your five to ten pounds sure which uh, that was not a problem i, for I me. successfully did it was it. probably yeah. the easiest thing uh i accomplished during the holidays my new year's resolution was to put on that five to ten pounds and i i did it Good. I did it immediately. Congratulations. Yeah. You've already fulfilled <laughs> and achieved your New Year's resolution. So now I can awesome. lay back a little bit. I don't have to yeah. be so intense, you know, on my goal-oriented <laughs> yeah, life. You get that done in the first day of the calendar <laughs> year. That's pretty impressive. Really nice, yeah. So. Also, football's just about over, which kills me. Oh, I know. It's stressful. It's stressful. Uh, very stressful. Very, very stressful. As uh, we, are, we are fans of the Eagles and, and Packers, so we have two teams one ascending and the packers the mm -hmm. eagles have now lost two in a row with all sorts of injuries hitting the team so it, now it's, it's just constant stress and those college football games uh on new year's eve were incredible man both of them incredible games. tcu in the finals which is that's pretty fun. exciting to me so that's really fun yeah a, yeah. a cool uh you know it, and that's part of the reason why vacation goes so quickly there's so much football to watch <laughs> Yes, so much football to watch. And it's why I maybe didn't follow the George Santos story as closely as I should have because I was watching, you know, football, which yeah, is much well, better. Yeah, well, it was interesting when I turned the – I mean, there's so many bowl games. It doesn't matter when you turn on. I, I woke up in the middle of the night and couldn't sleep. It was about 3 o'clock in the morning. 
turned on the uh, TV and the George Santos Bowl was was on. <laughs> Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah. I, I missed. That was the one George, bowl I missed. George Santos Bowl. I I don't like to miss, and so I was fortunate that I got up and. Actually, we have an update. He fabricated that bowl. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, that did, did he not. Really, yeah, he, he didn't. He really actually have his own hired bowl. those players to come out and act like two Bastard. colleges were playing in the George Santos Bowl. <laughs> so, <laughs> did you also hear uh, about there? There was a terrorist attack against three police officers in Times Square mm-hmm. on New Year's Eve. I think right at midnight. This 19-year-old from Maine, who just—they say he just recently became radicalized to uh, jihadism. And happened online, like you hear so often. And at midnight, he just, he took out a machete and started attacking police officers with it. Fortunately, none of the police officers were killed, and it looks like they're all going to be okay. Uh, And he was just shot in the shoulder, so he's also uh, alive. But what a weird thing, because once again, he was on the FBI's terror watch list. And I... I think I've just now realized that the FBI terror watch list means that they just sit back and watch you commit crimes. Right. Well, <laughs> it's not the terror stop list. No, it's not. If it it's was a, a terror watch list. stop list, they would try yeah. to stop the terrorists. I but realized this is just a... I wasn't taking it literal enough. It's more of a viewing party, <laughs> you know? <laughs> they get That's together. That's what they should call it. Yeah. The terror viewing party list. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they don't, they don't ever do, but I, I don't know what you, what you do before they commit a crime anyway. Maybe you intervene in some way to try to at least let him know that we're on to you. We know you're a radical. Uh, you can monitor. Yeah. You can, I mean, yeah. look, they are free to sit out in front of the guy's house if they believe he's going to do something and, and, uh, right? I mean, they do that to people often when they believe they're suspects in some crime, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd think anyone on the terror watch list would at least get that treatment. Some sort of, you know... You would think. We should know where this guy is all the time. Some kind of scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, some precautions to make sure that you know, things like just happen don't happen. I mean, in, in a free society, it's really hard to do. And when you need, you know, probable cause, it's, it's really tough. Yeah. To prevent crime like that. We, we talk about this often with things like mass shootings, right? You know, so you get a, you get some weirdo teener, teenager who has no friends and decides they're going to go shoot a bunch of people, and, you know, in a grocery store. And people go back and, like, look at their social media postings and they're really weird and they seem mm-hmm. they seem like the type of person who would do this. And maybe they've even made some outlandish, you know, mildly violent comments or threatened other classmates and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, well, why didn't they stop it? Well, we don't live in China. That's one of the reasons. Mm-hmm. If we lived in China, anyone who was suspected of a crime, they just arrest and disappear and you never hear from them again. And that does help your crime rate. <laughs> I mean, it really does. Yes. Unless you count, you know, the government disappearing people as crimes. But if you don't do that and you say it's okay for the government to do that, you can control a lot of your crime problem. You, anytime, mm-hmm. you know, anytime anyone does anything or su- you're suspected of doing something, if you speak out against the government, if you have a different religion, if you throw all those people in, in prison camps, I mean, look, your crime rate does does fall. It's just like we don't live in a country where that's allowed yet. Yeah. And, and what kind of society do you want to have? I mean, we want the freedom that we enjoy. So, yes, it's really difficult. And maybe even impossible to stop everything before it happens but you would think there'd be a better track record yeah 
than just about everybody that we've heard about lately, whether it's a shooting or this machete attack, they're all on the FBI terror watch list. It's amazing. Uh, it is. It is especially considering the FBI has not had the greatest few years ooh, that's for, for sure. the reputation, right? Like, you know, the, these are the things that it, it, at some level, the trade-off for Republicans and conservatives largely over the past 30 or 40 years has been, look, we know at times the FBI bends the rules. We're not comfortable mm-hmm. with that. But like, we also don't want to explode, right? So, right. hey, you know, maybe we're willing to put up with some uh, excesses mm-hmm. if they're going to, generally speaking, help stop, you know, mass violence, right? Like, you know, yeah. terrorism, things like that. And, and that's always been a, an uncomfortable sort of dance, especially for conservatives who are skeptical of government generally. Right, like you know, you know, government centralized government power, not something we're def- we're for. So it's always been, a, 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 I think, a piece of of the of the overall position package for conservatives that has made people uncomfortable. I mean, you know, it's been sort of a one of the libertarian critiques of conservatism over the years. Hey, you guys say you're so skeptical of government. Why are you so pro police and pro FBI and pro military and all these things? Which, you know, has always had some some credibility but also has been taken to excess by the other side as well here we have a situation Mm -hmm. though where it's really seemingly spun out of control so much of this now the the reputation has been soiled to an extent that i don't know that you are ever getting conservatives back i I don't know the fbi is ever going to have supporters on the republican side like they once did i mean i i feel like that bond has been broken if it existed before sure yeah it's going to be tough to you know, to heal that wound because uh, they've been so bad for the last several years and maybe much longer than that. We just didn't know it. I don't know. But the the FBI doesn't have very many friends on the right right now because, you know, there's just too many things that we've seen lately that show us they're, they're not trustworthy, that uh, they're they're not performing on the best in the best interest of the American people. Uh, they found a diary uh, on on this guy on this guy's person. Uh, he was obviously a cop hater, and he wrote extensively about that. Uh, he had a handwritten manifesto, and what terrorist worth their salt don't have doesn't have a, a manifesto on their on their uh, you know in or on them at all times. And don't don't type it. No, you no, gotta it's got to go be handwritten. handwritten. Uh, keep gotta it be handwritten so that people can understand it. But you know, you gotta handwrite your manifesto. So he had that in his backpack, and he urged his family in this diary to please repent to Allah and accept Islam. So, uh, does that work? Was that a successful tactic? You know, you go and you you stab a bunch of people, uh-huh. but then say, "Hey, you guys should should listen you to should me on, on religious purpose, uh, religious <laughs> yeah. teachings." Uh, it doesn't really work for me, but maybe on his family. I don't know. Maybe mm. they'll be swayed by that. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I'm gonna repent and and turn to Allah now because he did attack three police officers with the machete. <laughs> he shows, must feel strongly it about shows. it. Oh, he really does mean it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I guess that's what you're supposed to take from that. And, you know, I don't know. There's something about the mass violent attack that makes me less likely 
to consider really? whatever you're pitching. Well, you're pretty picky. You know, if you're coming, huh. if, like, for example, right. if you're a, a vacuum salesman going door to door and you've got a great deal on a new vacuum, it's going to pick up almost everything that gets spilled, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe even cleans the carpet in a very deep fashion that you, normally you'd get only mm. from I'd a like professional that. cleaning. You're selling me so far on this right. vacuum cleaner. Um, also, I murdered 45 people. Would mm. you still want to buy that vacuum? I feel like I'd be less likely. Does it? How many attachments does it come with? It could, that? Forty-six. Okay, then yeah. I'm still. I tried I'm to. I'm still going to buy. I'm still going to buy the vacuum. Cleaner. Here's the thing: I murdered <laughs> one person for each attachment oh, to wow. draw attention oh, to wow. my vacuum. The really? only problem is I've only done forty-five. I got to get to forty-six, <laughs> and you're right here. So <laughs> terrible news. After you buy oh, this that vacuum, is bad news. This vacuum will be used to clean the blood out of the carpet of the murder I'm about to commit. Triple eight seven two seven back. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Pat and Stu, uh, welcome. Happy New Year. Looks like there's going to be a little bit of a battle for the uh, for House Speaker. And it involves uh, Kevin McCarthy, of course, who is the front runner, I would say at this point, and Andy Biggs. And uh, I don't know that much about Andy Biggs, but you and Glenn had him on the show? Yeah, we had him on when he announced uh, <clears throat> for him going to kind of give his case on it. I think it's going to be an uphill battle for Andy uh, here, mm-hmm. although mm-hmm. McCarthy has a difficult path as well. There's really no one who would have anything but a difficult path to win this. <laughs> I mean, it's very difficult because... Interesting. With a five-seat majority... You got to get to 218. You got to get to 218. To get to 218, you need pretty much everybody. Now, yeah. every... You know, if you know, Think about if the squad actually had principles, right? You're at 218. This is what happened with Pelosi last time. She had, what, 223? Maybe it was seven or eight seat. I can't remember what the number was back right after the 2020 election, but a very small minority. And mm-hmm. people like the squad could have easily uh, thrown her out and made it so she didn't win. Um, they didn't do that because they never do it, right? They, the, the left has progressives and people who are supposedly principled, but when it comes down to it, they always vote for the thing. Yeah. Right? Like, it, yes. they, they always come along for a, a watered-down version and of Obamacare. And that usually includes right? Joe Manchin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They always, it, Manchin's yeah. on the other side, He just right? caves. Yep. They yeah. always cave. I mean, you know, they got both of their 50-seat or 50 vote bills through last year mm-hmm. through reconciliation. They spent their multiple trillions and trillions of dollars despite only having 50 senators. That's because at the end of the day, they always come around, right? They always, yep. they'll, they'll, they'll put up a stink here and there. They'll try to woo their voters in West Virginia or New York by saying they're holding the line. But in the end, they always vote for the thing. That's how this works. <laughs> the Republicans aren't exactly like that. Republicans, uh, you know, you, you get like Freedom Caucus guys, they'll just at times just say no and stop mm-hmm. whatever thing the, the establishment wants. Sometimes that's a really good thing. Sometimes it can it can create sometimes unnecessary hassles, I guess the establishment would argue, where, mm-hmm. where like these things are going to go forward eventually anyway, and you're just making us all look bad. Uh, you know, I, again, I don't have too much sympathy for that side of it, but I do get it. I understand what they're saying. Here, still McCarthy is the most likely guy, it's but just, it's not going to be. It's not going to be easy. They can blow it up. Why can't we get a solid conservative ever in in the Speaker of the House seat? How, why can't Republicans do that? It's amazing, isn't it? They just they 
Yeah. They won't seem to get behind real conservatism. If somebody's an no. establishment Republican, you know, like a Kevin McCarthy, nah, yeah, we can get behind that. But you can't get behind a true conservative for some reason. Yeah, and it's true. I mean, I, the, the thing here, though, is a true conservative. It, it's not like when you have, you, let's say you have 250 seats. You should be able to come up with a representative of the core movement in the party, right? The core mm-hmm. movement of the party is conservatism, theoretically. Uh, you, you should get somebody who's really conservative to head it up. You know, Nancy Pelosi, while she's not arguably as liberal as, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she's a good representative of the movement behind the party. She's a yeah. a, a really big progressive that wants to spend trillions of dollars. And you you know the, the, the policy prescription there. Like, And she pulls it off and she does it. And she was there and she did a job that was, I don't know, in the center to the center left of the Democratic Party even mm-hmm. with... Republicans, like, you do have moderate members. You know, George Santos, uh, I don't know if he's a moderate or a conservative. I do know he was the first openly gay Republican ever elected as a a non-incumbent. Right, and that's important to know. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't know, let's just say George Santos, maybe not the most conservative member. Well, when you have a five-seat majority, you got to get those people, too. Yeah. So you put a, cons- yeah. a real conservative in there, you're probably not going to get them the same way you're not going to get the Freedom Caucus for Andy McCarthy. Uh, or not Andy McCarthy. Uh, what the heck Andy is his name? Andy Biggs. Andy Biggs, yeah. Biggs. yeah. Biggs or Kevin McCarthy. So you have this... It's difficult both ways. I don't know who sure to get is. through. The only way... They're going to try with McCarthy to, to go right down the middle and get both, and that's that's not easy to do either. This is... The Glenn Beck Program.